Have you ever wondered why it is the infamous Belmont clan wields a whip to destroy vampires? Couldn't they have trained themselves to use a more practical weapon? Say, holy silver throwing stars dipped in garlic sauce? I mean, have you ever tried using a whip? Or even holding one? Sure, they're dangerous and effective tools, but probably equally for the whip wielder. Even Indiana Jones struggles to use one. Have you ever seen Harrison Ford's chin? Whatever their reason, the Bellman clan chose the whip as their monster killer of choice. How about we uncoil this mystery and discover the history and mythology behind the vampire killer? This is Video Game Lore. Welcome to Video Game Lore, the podcast where I crack the whip of lore regarding your favorite video games and uncover the fascinating mythology behind the most beloved characters, magical items, and mystical worlds. I'm your host and self-proclaimed ludologist, Matt Varish. Thank you for joining me. Today's episode is Wallachia's Wicked Whip, a snapping good title for the episode, dare I say. Another day, another episode dealing with the popular series that got its start in 1987. What a great year for video games. What a time to be nine years old. I can still remember my older brother receiving the original Castlevania for NES that Christmas. Both of us instantly fell in love with killing vampires and demons. My brother had wanted that game since he first played it in the arcade. You heard me right, the arcade. No, I'm not confusing the universally panned Haunted Castle for the beloved Castlevania, even though Konami made that wretched ripoff as well. I'm talking about a legitimate Nintendo arcade cabinet that played THE Castlevania. You see, back in the mid-80s, Nintendo was still in the arcade business, and they had decided to showcase a small collection of their NES titles. They were known as the Play Choice 10. It was a way for kids to drop a few quarters to see what Nintendo had to offer if they weren't lucky enough to have an NES console of their own. One of the games available was, of course, Castlevania. But my brother and I were even more fortunate in that we were able to encounter the ultra-rare Versus Castlevania arcade cabinet. These arcade machines were fully dedicated to one title. Released a full year before the console game, Versus Castlevania was a near-spitting image of the home release, except that it was more vivid and insanely difficult. The console game is hard enough as it is. Anyway, the very first Castlevania introduced me to the Belmont clan. Simon Belmont in particular. With this leather and sometimes chain whip, you destroy the evils lurking within Dracula's castle. It is the Belmont clan's whip that has my attention today. Just why did the vampire slayer family entrust their skills to a tool more notably used to herd cattle? Let's unwind this holy relic and discover the truth together, shall we? A little history. Despite only being around 34 years old, the Castlevania series takes place over the course of roughly 1,000 and has 20 plus games to its catalog. Simon Belmont and his family have been stalking and eradicating Count Dracula and his blood-sucking minions since 1094 AD. The Belmonts wield the legendary vampire killer whip that is passed down through the generations. While there were a few other non-Belmont fighters who wielded vampire killer, it mainly stayed within the family. Vampire Killer is prominently featured throughout the series as the weapon of choice. The sword is the only other main weapon, preferred by Alucard, the Dampir son of Dracula. There are a host of other sub-weapons, like the cross, boomerang, dagger, battle axe, 
holy water, and stopwatch that swap in and out throughout the series. These are typically found hidden inside hanging candles and within breakable walls. Don't ask me how and why Dracula put them in there for the Belmonts to find and use. Though, you can ask me about wall meats. I simply love that the Belmonts can find sustenance along their arduous journey from randomly placed dishes of cooked pork and mutton chops hidden away inside walls long since erected. Castlevania's iconic whip sets it apart from the other platform genre games. Seemingly little more than a bullwhip, Vampire Killer is actually a magical artifact specially created to destroy demons and vampires. Also known as the Holy Whip or Magic Whip, it can even inflict serious damage upon the Grim Reaper himself. Before Vampire Killer could actually kill vampires, however, it was simply a leather weapon infused with alchemy. It only gained prominence and a significant power upgrade upon the self-sacrifice of Leon and Belmont's cursed betrothed, infusing the whip with a willing yet tainted soul. Vampire Killer takes many forms throughout the series, and while the leather whip may be the most recognizable, it apparently has the ability to change its shape and properties. When collecting power-ups, the leather becomes the Morning Star, a long metal chain with a heavy ball of spikes at its end. The Morning Star has been known to unleash a fireball from its end when used on enemies. And speaking of fire, the Flame Whip is another form of vampire killer, where the whip is engulfed in flame so it can, quote, burn away evil. What good is vampire killer without a skilled vampire killer host? That's where the Belmont clan comes in. While their entire family lineage may be broken in places, it stretches back close to a millennia. The earliest known vampire hunter is Leon Belmont, whose dealings with the undead long precede the infamous Count Dracula. It was he who, in 1094 AD, received the whip of alchemy that would become the fabled vampire killer after the self-sacrifice of his beloved. It would be close to another 400 years before another descendant of the Belmont clan would take up the whip. Trevor Belmont confronted the then-mysterious Count Dracula in Wallachia and was the first of his line to defeat the dreaded vampire. In the 16th century, Christopher Belmont and his son Soleil would reprise the role of vampire hunters would succumb to Dracula's magic, allowing the vampire lord to use his body to again assume a human form. During the 17th century, the legendary Simon Belmont waged multiple battles against Dracula, and he is considered the most famous of the clan. His efforts restored honor to the Belmont name. Just Belmont followed Simon in the 18th century, though it wasn't until the late 1800s that another Belmont of note wielded vampire killer. Richter Belmont did battle with Count Dracula on two occasions, though it was the Count's son, Alucard, who managed to defeat his father on the second battle, saving Richter after being mesmerized by a ghost named Shaft. The only other known Belmont is Julius, who fought the Count in the 21st century. He is currently the last descendant. Though the Belmont story ends here, the mythology surrounding their famed whip carries on. Perhaps it's time we holster Vampire Killer and discover its roots. So, without further ado, let's explore the lore. When considering the whip, I imagine that most people, outside of Castlevania aficionados, don't associate it with being a weapon. Traditionally, the whip is a tool that was designed as a means of striking animals or people to guide or exert control through pain. Specific whips may have been created for corporal punishment, like the Cat of Nine Tails, but rarely is it seen as a combat weapon. Whips can inflict serious injury, though death usually only follows after repeated lashings and blood loss. There are several theories as to why a lowly whip was used to destroy an undead foe. One originated in Dungeons and Dragons, which described flails and morning stars as weapons capable of defeating the undead. 
Another ideal was the speed of a whip crack and its length effectiveness battling a quick adversary from a distance. But it is this third theory I give the most credence. There are references to the Japanese novel and film Vampire Hunter D, where a female hunter, Doris Lang, fights using a specialized whip made from werewolf bristles. If handled masterfully, the whip's end would split into eight parts, each separate tip coiling around a different point of the target's body. I believe this is the closest possibility to Vampire Killer's origin. Vampire Hunter D is a mid-80s Japanese creation, and it shortly predates the Castlevania series. There's no doubt in my mind that this is a solid inspiration. Both have whips and vampire slang. Hell, even Alucard, the half-vampire, half-human Dampier, has a strong resemblance to the main character D. Vampire origins and whips are scattered throughout mythology. In 15th century Romania, the ruler of Wallachia, Vlad the Impaler, better known as Vlad Dracula, inspired the Count himself. While Vlad was not a vampire, his bloodlust on the battlefield and reputation for cruelty by impaling the corpses of his victims certainly inspired fear and fascination. One mythological figure known to have wielded a whip was Dullahan, a fae from Irish folklore. According to Monster Wiki, quote, This sinister being appears as a man or a woman riding upon a black horse, but the rider has no head upon its shoulders. Dullahan carries a whip made from a human spine, which it uses to lash out the eyes of unsuspecting watchers. Unquote. The Dullahan is obviously the inspiration for the headless horseman from Sleepy Hollow. I wanted to finish with the possible origin for the most powerful form of vampire killer, the Morning Star. In Greek mythology, Phosphorus is the Morning Star, or the planet Venus in its morning appearance. Venus is known as the brilliant, bright, or shining one. In Latin, Lightbringer carried a familiar appellation of which you may have heard, Lucifer. That's right. Before Lucifer fell to the darkest pits of hell to become Satan, he was the bringer of light. Perhaps that is why Vampire Killer's most powerful form is referred to as the Morning Star. The light of its magic is used to seal away the darkness that is Dracula. And so another journey concludes. The Belmonts have again defeated the evils of Dracula and his horde, and the legendary whip can be tucked away for another 100 years. Let's hope they keep the bloodline alive till then. Until next time, I hope this episode satiated your lust for video game lore. Castlevania is of intense interest to me, and I hope to revisit this topic again. The series represents the very core of good versus evil and solid gameplay. After 34 years, it continues to impress fans. Even Netflix released an excellent anime in the Wallachian universe. Personally, I prefer to side-scrolling action platforms to episodic television, and I can't wait until Konami takes another whip crack at a sequel. Thank you for listening to this episode of Video Game Lore. If you liked what you heard, I implore you to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download and listen to your favorite shows. I would truly appreciate the gesture. Video Game Lore is brought to you by Night Apple Creations, a multimedia production company from the minds of yours truly and Stephanie Varish. It specializes in books, art, videos, and audio. Stop on by and have a look around at nightapplecreations.com, where you can find the link to my podcast website. I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at VGLorePodcast. That's the letters V as in video, G as in game, Lore Podcast. You can find this information in the episode notes of your podcast app. Thanks again, and until next time when I provide for you some more lore in your favorite video games, namely Episode 10, No Spoilers. Keep on playing. I'm Matt Farish, and this is Video Game Lore. (laughs) 